It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Come on, Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 112 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Good show for everybody today. Looking forward to jumping into it, and we'll jump into it the same way we do every week, and that's by starting with the breakdown. The breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So we'll go ahead and start with some uh, USA Rugby news, and I think the biggest news that's kind of been floating around this week that has not yet been confirmed, but has been published in a couple of different publications, uh, is that the USA-Ireland match that is supposed to take place on October 30th at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas is most likely going to be canceled. A few different publications have reported that the match is set to be canceled due to travel restrictions in Ireland. According to the Irish Times, travel restrictions between Ireland and the United States are supposed to be lifted on November 1st, so Ireland's supporters would not be able to come to the match because the match takes place on October 30th, of course. Uh, would not be travel be able to travel and watch our team play. And according to that same article, it sounds like USA and Ireland are looking to reschedule that match for November 2022. So if this all is true, uh, like I said, nothing's been confirmed yet, but a couple different publications have put it out there. So you got to believe that where there's smoke, there's fire. But if it is true, if it does happen to be confirmed, it's a bummer for everybody involved. And I feel especially bad for all those fans that bought tickets, flights, hotels, etc., uh, hopefully they don't get caught holding the bag since this cancellation. If it comes this week, likely comes five weeks ahead of this match. Uh, and like I said, a few different articles say that a formal announcement should come this week. So keep your eyes peeled there for a classic Friday afternoon news dump. It's usually when you dump bad news right for the weekend. Hopefully you catch some people not paying attention. Um, but that is a bummer. So fortunately, the Eagles, you know, still have this match on October 23rd against the All Blacks at FedEx Field in Washington, D.C. And there was some news about that this week as well. It was announced that Army and Navy will play each other before that test match. So that'll be cool to see. Uh, it's a good curtain raiser for, you know, what should be a, a well-attended and, you know, match that a lot of people have a lot of interest in. Uh, so it's something that we can look forward to. It's going to be happening a month from today as I'm recording this podcast. Um, that kind of does it for the Eagles news. You know, I guess 
moving into the American Raptors news. Uh, the Raptors defeated Utah Club Rugby 53-19 on Saturday. I thought it was going to be a little more competitive than it was, but I think the encouraging thing about that match was how much some of the new guys played, and it wasn't in garbage time either. It was they played the entire match, and they were a big part of the reason that the Raptors uh, beat Utah Club Rugby so handily. So you can really see things starting to click for some of these guys, especially uh, and some guys that are back for their second season, some guys that just started playing, you know, back in January. Uh, you can really see them getting the hang of things, getting into the groove and just playing a lot faster and smarter and see their skills from even back in May to where they are now. Pretty amazing. Uh, they'll be up in Aspen this weekend for Ruggerfest. I will not be there. I'm moving, unfortunately, this weekend. Uh, jealous, though. That's a best turn. That's a fun tournament. Weather's awesome, always up there. It's the the location's cool, uh, so I'm jealous I can't go. But looking forward to seeing how they do, hearing back from some people when it's all said and done on Monday. So uh, that kind of does it for Raptors news. I guess we'll go ahead and move into all the rugby you can watch this weekend. We'll touch on some things as we go through that. So like I just mentioned, 53rd Aspen Rugger Fest takes place this weekend, and you guessed it, Aspen, Colorado. It's where the Raptors will be. Um, I've seen their little bit of their schedule, but it looks like it's changing day by day, so I'm not even entirely sure who they're all playing just yet. Uh, so moving on, they've got the Edmonton HSBC 7 stop. Get started on Saturday. You can catch American Raptor David Still in action again this weekend. Scored, I think, two tries last weekend. Looked good. Uh, had a, did a very viral interview with Down Stanford, friend of the program. Talking about how he just played rugby for a couple of months and it's already on the HSBC circuit, which is cool to see. Cool to see like him get that, you know, get that recognition and the program get that recognition. I think it just kind of proves again, further proves more proof that this uh, this project's working, this crossover idea is working, and this is just the microwave effect. I'm looking forward to see the long term effects, you know, as they keep cycling guys in and out and teaching guys the ropes and seeing how guys like Jalen do in a couple of years, like seeing if he could crack the, you know, national side as they get set for some of these 15s tours and all that good stuff here in the next few years. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to, but this is very cool to see the microwave effect of guys like David make the sevens tour. Uh, so he's in action, like I said, this weekend. You can catch all that on Peacock. Got the rugby championship still rolling along. Got the New Zealand All Blacks for South Africa on Saturday at 1.05 a.m. Mountain Time on Flow Rugby and Australia versus Argentina on Saturday at 4.05 a.m. Mountain Time on Flow Rugby. Got some college rugby you can catch this weekend. Got Army versus St. Bonaventure on Saturday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time on ESPN+. Plus. We have the Allianz Premier 15s. We've got Bristol Bears women versus Sail Sharks women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. We've got Exeter Chiefs women versus Wasps FC ladies on Saturday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. We've got DMP Durham Sharks versus Labro Lightning on Saturday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. Gloucester Hart Prairie women's RFC versus Harlequins women on Saturday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Worcester Warriors women versus Saracens women on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. And you should be able to catch all those on Premier15s.com. That's Premier15s.com. Got the Premiership second round this weekend. Got Glaster versus Leicester on Sat uh, excuse me, on Friday at 12.45 p.m. Mountain Time. So you can watch that one while you're eating lunch. Wasps versus Bristol on Saturday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. Got Bath versus Newcastle on Saturday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. We've got Exeter versus Northampton on Saturday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. Harlequins versus Worcester 
on Saturday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and London Irish for Sale Sharks on Sunday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, and you can catch all of those matches on Peacock. And then finally, last but certainly not least, we've got the brand new United Rugby Championship getting started this weekend. We've got Zebra vs. Lions on Friday at 10.35 a.m. We've got Cardiff Blues vs. Connacht on Friday at 12.35 p.m. We've got Ulster vs. Glasgow Warriors on Friday at 12.35 p.m. We've got Benetton vs. Stormers on Saturday at 6 a.m. Uh, we've got Leinster vs. Bowles on Saturday at 10.15 a.m. We got Edinburgh versus Scarlets on Saturday at 10:15 a.m. and then we have Munster versus Sharks on Saturday at 12:35 p.m. I think they launched their own streaming service called URC TV. Uh, I think it's like 25 bucks for a month, or you can pay 130 dollars for a year or something like that. So I uh, haven't signed up for it yet. It's something I'm I'm weighing my options here, seeing if it's worth it. Uh, but I am interested in this new competition. And I, I'm interested to see the the blend of the European teams with the South African team. I think it's going to be cool. I uh, just don't know if I'm ready to pony up 130 bucks or however much the, the TV costs. URC TV, that's what it's called. I believe that's all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Quite a bit, obviously, so you can mix it into your college football, NFL slates, whatever else you got going on. Baseball still happening, I guess. Uh, mix that in there, watch some of the matches. Now we'll go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. Got American Raptors scrum half Nolan Saracini on this week. It's good chatting with Nolan. I've never talked to him before. Uh, Great guy. We had a stellar football career at Montana Tech before giving rugby a shot. He's got a pretty interesting story about how he's kind of ended up playing rugby. But he looked really good in his, uh, I think it was his first outing last week against Utah Club Rugby. Played scrum half for a good 60 minutes. Looked like he had good control of of the game and his passes look good and he assisted on a couple of tries. He's making good decisions. So it was, he's one of the guys I was talking about when I mentioned earlier, you know, guys picking it up super quick. He was one that caught my eye, asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast and we had a good interview. So hope everyone enjoys my conversation with American Raptors scrum half Nolan Saracini. All right. Now welcome on to the show. American Raptors scrum half Nolan Saracini. Nolan, how's it going, man? Good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, this is my first time being on a podcast. Oh, I perfect. listen to quite a bit of them. So I get th- I get that a lot, believe it or not. This, a lot of people haven't done the podcast yet. So thanks for jo- or for joining me on the show, Nolan. Thanks for coming in a little bit earlier. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to talking to you, man. I'm, I haven't met you yet, really. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know you a little bit. So Nolan, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, uh, for one, for some of you who are wondering who I am and where I'm from, uh, first and foremost, I'm a Montana kid, born and raised in Billings, Montana. So, uh, beautiful place, amazing, you know, spot to raise a family. Get a lot of tourists out there for national parks and a lot of the ski resorts. So, a lot of people like it in that regard. Um, that's, a, that's one state I haven't been to, like in the West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't made it up there yet. Yeah. There's i I've met a few people who have family out there and who have been out yeah. there in the, the Denver area. So it seems like a common place people like to, like to go to and Run visit. Run up to get out of the city for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, uh, I went to high school there in Billings and then went to college over at Montana Tech. So played football there. Football been kind of my main squeeze throughout my life and, yeah, so graduated there with a bachelor's in 
try to continue my journey of playing football. So I've been bouncing around here and there and um, got the opportunity to play rugby. And so here I am. Yeah, I guess before we jump into all the rugby stuff, like, can you take me through your football career a little bit? And I guess I was curious, too, did you play other sports while you're growing up or has it always just been kind of like football, football, football? Yeah, so I ran track in high school. So that was basically about it. I mean, I played other sports, but not uh, in the realm of being part of a team in high school or in college. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah, basically I just stuck to high school or (laughs) stuck to track and football in high school and then moving on to college. Montana tech didn't have a track team at the time. Mm -hmm. If they did, you know, nor would I know if I would be able to partake in both. So, yeah. yeah. So after high school, uh, I basically just stuck with football. Cool, man. So uh, you're playing at Montana tech, looked up some of your numbers. looks like you, you had quite the career up there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about Montana Tech, because like in my research, it was called what, like Montana School of Mines or something like that at one point, because we have a Colorado School of Mines over in Golden. I know there's one like South Dakota, too. Uh, so I was just kind of curious about, about your experience at Montana Tech. Yeah, so uh, it's an amazing community, an amazing school, a very small community, but um, they're very supportive of the athletic programs, high school and college when you're up there. And um, <clears throat> yeah, they're named the Colorado School of Mines and they changed to uh, University of Montana Tech or Diggers. And so, um, yeah, it, I had a lot of fun up there, met a lot of great people, um, had a pretty dang good football there so I loved every minute of it yeah and so uh you know I was hoping things would transpire into other things in regards to going to the NFL and whatnot or maybe even having a little time in CFL but obviously that didn't play out the way I wanted to so just been kind of on this journey man yeah uh, (laughs) either reaching that goal or just kind of finding you know myself and some things along the way yeah so I like doing a little bit of research on you so Correct me if I'm wrong, but like what happened after college? Like you had a couple of workouts, right? Did you get, did you get a look by a couple of teams or no? Yeah, I had, I had a lot of teams pass through, man. And I was able to talk to a lot of their scouts, yeah. uh, probably 29 to 30. Wow. Yeah. So you I was got, able to. almost got the whole league up there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I was, I felt like I was in a pretty good position, but when it came down to it, um, and you attend those pro days, you have to perform, right? Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, my junior and senior career, I ended kind of the season with injuries. So my senior senior year there, I kind of had a injury with my knee, just kind of a fracture line on my patella. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of tough coming back uh, and trying to get good numbers in regards to, you know, uh, the 40 and just – you know, trying to look good out there. But, you know, I felt pretty confident about it. But overall, you know, looking at the numbers, I didn't do as well as I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they want to see if you're, you know, a small school guy. Yeah. You know, they kind of want to see those numbers stand out amongst those who are attending the combine and other yeah. pro days. So uh, one of my good buddies, he played tight end down at CSU Pueblo. So another small school but he had a good career he put up some good numbers and I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before or not so if I am I'm sorry for repeating myself but uh he had a shoulder problem going into his senior year and it was like a came down to does he he was like I had to decide if I wanted to try to rehab it like in the off season and um, be ready for the pro day or I could choose to have surgery and like there'd be no chance I would be ready for the pro day so he was like I made the decision to rehab my shoulder um, and he said he didn't have 30, but he had 
four or five or six teams who would send scouts to come check him out. And he's like, I went over before the workout and I told him like, hey, I have been having this shoulder problem. Um, I chose not to have surgery. I'm re I rehabbed it. So my bench press numbers might not be like exactly what you're looking for, but I'm going to like get out there and give it a shot. And then he said he went and did the bench press and it just wasn't what you needed for a tight end. Like it, he was like, my shoulder just was giving me problems. And he's like, the scouts come over after and they're like, I want to take you to camp, but I would literally get laughed at. Like if I took a tight end that put up like seven right. on the bench press or something like that, yeah. he's like, I would literally get fired from my job. So just want, like it's, it's he, the way he described it was like, it's crazy. I played football for, 15 years of my life and like my career essentially came down to like five reps on a bench press like I was five reps away on the bench press from achieving my goal and like making it to a camp and and that's just that's crazy that that's what it comes down to yeah um it, it's a lot of it's a lot of emotional pressure because like yeah. you said you kind of build up to that moment and you see it and you feel like you know, you're within arm's reach. And like mm -hmm. you said, you know, reps can separate you or just something simple as a minor injury can separate you. Because when you get to that point, you really see it as that business aspect because, you know, their butts are on the line just as right. much as yours. And like you said, if you bring someone in and, you know, they're looking around saying, hey, who brought this guy in? Yeah, who brought wasted? in this tight end that exactly. did seven reps on yeah, the bench, exactly. you know? Like, and so he's like, if you could have got to 12 or if you could have just like mustered up 15 or something, like I could for sure get you a spot in camp. And then, you know, who knows what happens from there. But that's that's nuts, man. So you do all these workouts in front of all these scouts. And then what happens? Like, was that the spring league after that or? Um, so not, honestly, nothing really transpired after that. I mean, I that's basically crazy to me that like you is. can have that much interest and then just like nothing comes of it. It, it is, man. It is. And it's it's crazy and like i said it kind of puts you in a uh, emotional roller coaster yeah, that's got to put you in a, such a weird headspace because you just gotta yeah. get like what <laughs> what could i have done different or why didn't like anyone take a bite yeah it's pretty crazy i mean uh, there are you know moments in my life where i just kind of knew what was going to happen just because of like how i performed so i was kind of a realist in you know that aspect but yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster, man. So I kind of just stuck to my training and then um, did some time in the IFL and then bounced around at some camps and whatnot. I would attend and some invitations to some tryouts for a CFL and stuff like that. But it, it's crazy because nothing like happened. And there's times where you just like you have a really, really fantastic day at some of these tryouts. Yeah. And nothing yeah, still like happens. You, you know, I'm sure you leave knowing like, oh, I crushed that. Yeah. Like, there was no, you yeah. Know. And sometimes you'll see your numbers too. Like they'll show you, they'll tell you. And so you, yeah, walk away feeling great and nothing still happens. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's when I kind of realized that it helps to know people too. <laughs> yeah. And that's where that's you just have a good to, rule of thumb in life. man. Yeah. Like, you really have to create relationships along the way because, you know, getting into, you know, some of these bigger, you know, professional sports like NFL or CFL, like relationships can honestly separate you from someone else. Like someone may not have done as well, but the fact that they know this kid personally, mm -hmm. you're like, oh yeah, I, I know him. He's a, he's a great guy. 
Yeah. I mean, not, you know, did as well as we thought, but, oh, yeah, bring him in and he'll perform, yeah. right? He won't be a distraction or he's a good teammate or some stuff that you really can't, like, measure, right, if you haven't been around somebody before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for someone in my position, it definitely, I think, kind of came down to it was more of who I knew as opposed to how I performed. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, that's life, man. That's how it goes sometimes. Uh, so so just kind of to get the timeline down so you do all the workouts and then it was the ifl and then the spring league or like when yeah so after that it was ifl after working out a little bit and, and then that was I, it was that in sioux falls or was that yeah you, that yeah was that was in sioux falls played with the storm that was a pretty good experience mm-hmm. uh definitely a lot different from you know <laughs> the normal on field grass and turf game yeah. of football you know how big is the field um, it's, uh, I don't know exactly the measurements, but it's a lot smaller, yeah. man. It is a lot smaller. And, and like what, uh, how many people are even on the field? Um, I think it's about like, it's like, uh, like I don't eight? know, some, something like that. Because and it, it's crazy because you have roughly about three linemen, obviously one quarterback, one running back. You probably have like two or three wide receivers, maybe three at most. Yeah. And so it's, it's. It's pretty fast. I mean, at first, it, like I said, it was really fast, but then kind of, you know, getting into it, you're kind of like, oh. But at the same time, it's like you really have to take these angles because you don't have any space. <laughs> and if you get pinned up against some of those walls sometimes, there's guys that are flying in and still coming yeah, in and hitting you, to... and they're not calling anything. So, right, yeah, it was a pretty wild experience, but a good one. Yeah, I can imagine that's just like a completely different – like if you played – regular like 11 on 11 football your whole life and then you get into this situation where you have way less room and like i I just couldn't imagine that's probably so such like a different game like it's Mm -hmm. football at the end of the day but i'm sure the the intricacies of it are are a lot different i wouldn't even know how to like i don't know that's yeah that's a different game so then how did you how'd you find rugby or how did rugby find you so i attended um like the national scouting combine and hub football camp and things like that and that's essentially where um they found me and so they brought me in with the quite a bit of other guys that are actually playing today which is pretty cool because coming here obviously not knowing the sport and not knowing any of the other you know players that they brought in and now having close relationships with them and playing with them you know within the game of rugby and being on that same starting point and learning the, like I said, the whole game of rugby, it's uh, it's pretty cool and pretty amazing. Something I really didn't see coming, but I'm definitely enjoying it. Yes. What did you? I like asking some of the crossover guys that have come in over the last year or two. Like, what did you know about rugby before? Like, had you ever seen it? Did you ever like, like what? What did you just know about the sport? <laughs> yeah. So um, it's pretty funny because uh, with me, it's like when you're trying to learn about the sport, the first thing you look up is like highlights. Right. And so it's like highlights of the hardest hitting, you know, like <laughs> hardest hits in rugby. And yeah, you're kind of yeah. like, dang. So I knew it was a really physical sport, but um, just looking at it and kind of almost how chaotic it is, but at the same time, once you know the sport, it looks organized. Yeah. Right. And right. so organized that, chaos. That's yeah. How I just yeah. To it. <laughs> exactly. And so I kind of learned up, learned about it um, in that format, kind of YouTube videos and whatnot. And obviously, tell my friends about it. They're just like, "Man, holy crap, man! That looks that looks insane." And of course, they're showing me highlights of like the hardest hits right, in rugby. Right, right. So they're like, "Dude, this is insane! This is a brutal sport." And I was like. 
yeah, but it's opportunity and exposure. Yeah. So I'm probably going to run with it. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's like the more I've talked to guys like you that have made the decision to come give this a try, like it's really made me realize just how important it is to like take opportunity, like take the opportunities that come your way. It might not be exactly what you were looking for, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's life, right? Like that's how you live is you take, you walk through the doors that are open and you see what happens. And uh, one of the guys, Michael Bandy, who played here last year, he uh, just played rugby, got back in the spring league and uh, the Chargers signed him on the practice squad. And like, that's one of the things he always talked about was like, my dad always said, take the chances that come your way because that creates, you know, more chances and different opportunities. And, you know, you just might end up falling in love with rugby and, you know, pursuing that. So uh, it's been cool to, to hear everyone's story and, you know, just pick the, all that stuff out of there. So, but you do seem to be picking it up pretty quickly. Like I watched obviously the Utah match last week. Uh, you look pretty comfortable back at, in the scrum half <laughs> position. That's a tough position to play, man. But you look like you kind of had everyone like moving in the right direction. Your passes look good. You, set up a couple of, you know, different tries, like, with those passes. So uh, you seem to be picking it up pretty quickly. Has there been, like, a a part of the game that's been the toughest to pick up? Or have you you felt, like, kind of starting to click a little bit? Yeah, it's definitely starting to click. And obviously I have the coaches to thank and my teammates. And uh, Keanu, who unfortunately got hurt, he's been a huge part of helping me Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, getting me to see kind of the little things that come to mind in the game of football, but not in the game of rugby yet, because I just haven't had that experience. So to him, it's second nature to me. It's almost like robotic. Is there a couple of things like right off the top of your head that you could explain? Like when, what you say? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, first is just, uh, hand placement on the ball when you're passing, just having Mm. the right hand placement and knowing that, you have to trust yourself to put your hands in the right position every time. And then Mm -hmm. as you're approaching the ruck and approaching the ball as a nine, scanning the field, scanning both ends, you know, it's just short end of the field as opposed to the wide end, because there's sometimes where teams just overfold and there's times where I'm just so focused in on the ball (laughs) and that it has the right presentation. I'm like, all right, all right, right, hand placement. I'm thinking of all these things in my head. And so I'm not kind of scanning the field as I should be. And so he's always, reminded me of that and you know make sure i'm you know in support so i have the ability to get the ball even though i feel like i'm mostly passing the ball as opposed to distributing yeah yeah carrying the ball and like small things like that and you know when we work on little tiny things after practice you know kind of working our technique in regards to our wrist really you know getting Mm -hmm. that wrist flick in there and so there's a lot of things that you know come with it and so you know i'm i'm coming along and it's it's been fun and you know coming in i had no idea what the scrum half position was right (laughs) right so when they told me they're like yeah you know it's similar to the quarterback position in football and i'm like dang i've never played the quarterback (laughs) position in football yeah and i already know like what the quarterbacks go through in football exactly like all the stuff you have to think about pre-snap reads and yeah gotta know what every single person's doing it's a lot it really is a lot (laughs) and so but i've taken it in with open arms and you know obviously repetition moves you closer to you know perfection and so uh, yeah i have a lot of help along the way so it's been fun I know, I mean, like I said, it looks like you're picking it up pretty well, and even just some of the things you talked about, like I think on Casey's try, didn't you do that? Like you were pushing to the wide side, and then you like went back to the short side, and 
produced yeah. a tryout of it, right? Like, yeah, it was. Uh, they were talking about that on the broadcast. Like, oh, look <laughs> at him. He looks like a pro. He looks like he's been doing this for 10 years, not two months or however long you've been here. So, uh, but that was going to be my other question is, are you enjoying it? Like, have you like found it to be fo- like more fun than you thought, like when you came in or? Yeah, definitely. When you see um, progression out there in yourself and especially your teammates, it's it's a lot of fun because just looking at a lot of us who came in new, you know, starting week one, like into now, like that learning curve is steep, but man, have we progressed and mm-hmm. it's kind of been amazing to watch for myself and, you know, everyone else. And there's a lot of guys who have a lot of experience on the team who just, you know, are, are helping you and telling you about the little things, because obviously, you know, as new guys we're making mistakes in practice and we kind of want to clear those out before, you know, game day, but mm-hmm. we're still making mistakes in game on game day. And yeah. sometimes they may be the same mistakes you made <laughs> throughout the whole week. That's, so that's bound to happen. That's how you learn though. Uh, so what's been the most fun part about it? If you had to pick a couple of things, one or two things. Um, I would say just kind of learning the sport itself and kind of seeing different perspectives from people who have been playing this game like their whole Mm -hmm. life and kind of how they're teaching me and how they're trying to put it in a way to where I understand it Mm -hmm. as opposed to obviously how they see the game because I think that's kind of not saying it's difficult for them, but now they're putting in a position to where they have to play and be the teacher. And some of them may or may have not been in that position because they've been maybe in this tight group of individuals that have been, you know, kind of progressing at the same rate, I guess. Mm -hmm. So they're always around rugby players. So they're all kind of getting it at the same time. Right. As opposed to them seeing things that we're not seeing and getting frustrated because we don't understand. So, uh, they've been good being patient and whatnot with the new guys. And so that's, uh, that, that's been helpful. Yeah. And I guess, uh, the other thing is just creating relationships with some of these guys. Mm -hmm. Like we've been getting pretty close and we've been hanging out a lot off the field and kind of building that team chemistry, you know, after practice and after games. And that's been fun. And I've been, you know, getting close with a lot of the guys and, you know, getting really to know them. So it makes, you know, games and practices more enjoyable. Uh, when I had Tony on back in the spring, he said something that I hadn't really thought about before. And he said that this feels like college, kind of. Like you all are kind of living <laughs> like right next to each other. You're like all doing the same stuff. Like, do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, that's probably that's, why you yeah. get so close so quickly, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I never thought about it uh, in that perspective either. But yeah. now that I look at it, that's so true yeah. because I mean, we're you with still each have to other. Go to school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which might be the best part. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're also, you know, close, you know, living in the same area. Then we're here all day with each other, you know, with between practices and meetings and having lunch and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, I would say he's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does feel like that has that atmosphere. Yeah. So how has the transition to no pads been? Like, has it been what you thought it would be? Has it been, like, easier than you thought it would be? I, saw, um, I see you got a nice little shiner. He got yeah. a little busted up on the face there. For the yeah, good thing we don't have any live feed <laughs> yeah, on this No uh, pictures. You missed pictures, so he, he yeah. basically <laughs> was looking good for pictures, at least. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I got a bit of a shiner in the last game, and, you know, 
everybody was like, man, that looks cool. It looks you know, <laughs> badass. You look tough. And then it went a 180 <laughs> flip because now they're cracking jokes yeah, and being uh, funny and whatnot. I'm sure that all their times will come, right? Yeah. Everyone's bound to get a shiner at some point. Exactly. But yeah, the transition of wearing no pads, it's, um, it's definitely different, but when you realize they have rules set in place, so it's not like you can just go full speed and shoulder check, or you can go full speed and just head dive at someone's mm-hmm. legs. Like now they have rules set in place to where you have to like have a, you know, not a perfect tackle, but you have to use your yeah. arms, wrap up and try yeah. to take There's a down. strike zone and you have to, you know, do it right. You can't just go exactly blast somebody. And once you acknowledge that, you realize that, okay, the game you know, it's pretty crazy, pretty brutal, pretty physical. But at the same time, it's not reckless, no. you know, and you can't yeah. be reckless in the game. So then you kind of feel a little more comfortable playing the game, going into tackles. It's like, yeah, you're going to get hit and things happen. But at the same time, it's not completely reckless. Yeah, rugby not, out total there. barbarians, right? Exactly. Like there, there's a rhyme and a reason. Yeah, for there's structure yeah. <laughs> and rules. <laughs> uh, so when was the last time you played defense? Like were you, did you play both ways in high school or were you um, like strictly offensive guy in high school too? In high school and college, mostly offensive guy. In high school, I'd probably go in every now and then when we wouldn't or when we didn't have linebackers. And so, yeah. you know, we really didn't have that many kids playing on our high school team. So a lot of the guys had to play both ways. Right. But I played a lot of special teams, too, along with offense. So to play special teams, offense and defense, it's like, yeah. you know, I only can do so much. Right. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. I, has, it, has it been weird getting back into tackling then? Um, A little bit because, I mean, like I said, I played special teams in college. Well, that was my first year, and it was kickoff return so i didn't really have to tackle anybody really but in high school i ended up tearing my labrum playing um linebacker because obviously one of our guys got hurt and it was like one of the few times i played and i ended up tearing my shoulder and i was just (laughs) like this is ridiculous man like what the hell and so but learning to tackle now i have a lot a lot of confidence in myself uh, just as a person and also as an yeah. athlete, so that helps. But, you know, coach has been teaching us right and having us tackle right, so that helps as well. Yeah, that's good. I know that's kind of the, one of the biggest things. Like talking to a lot of the crossover guys is like, I'm not used to, like, running the ball or I'm not used uh-huh. to tackling very much, so I always try to make sure I ask that. So uh, I know you guys are headed up to Aspen. Like, what do you know about Aspen Rugger Fest? Are you excited to go up there? Have you been up there before? Yeah, I've never been to Aspen, it's but... Very, very pretty. You'll like it. It's yeah. like the perfect time to go to with like the leaves and every the weather's nice and the field up there's really cool like there's two of them but you play like literally right in the middle of the city like up against the mountains oh, so wow. it's like yeah you gotta make sure you don't catch yourself just like catching yeah, checking out gazing. the scenes while you're playing the game but <laughs> yeah uh, you'll like it so you get I mean how what's kind of the feeling seems like you guys are really like hitting your stride like early on so far and uh, everyone feeling about going up to Aspen. Um, I think we're all feeling pretty good. Um, there's a lot of us that haven't been up there, so I think we're pretty excited to see what what it's gonna look like. But from like you said, what we've been told and what you're saying, you know, we're gonna probably be in amazement once we get there, <laughs> you know. But we're we're excited. Like I said, we're feeling pretty confident. Things seem to be clicking. Everybody seems to be picking up on everything in regards to defense and you know our attack schemes and what we've been doing in, on that end. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys are excited and, you know, we're, we're ready to play, but we know we got a lot of minutes to play ahead of us. So we're kind of <laughs> yeah, mentally preparing for it's that. It's a long weekend. That's for sure. All right, Noel, that's all the questions I had for you, man. I usually leave this last part open if you wanted to include anything I missed or 
you know, say hello to, to friends and family, whatever you want to do, uh, feel free to right now. And, and otherwise, we'll uh, go ahead and end the show afterwards. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd like to, uh, first of all, give a shout out um, to my family and friends for, you know, supporting me, you know, on this long journey I have and didn't really see this rugby thing coming. But, you know, they, you know, they decided to support me, support me in my decision. So that's huge. And a shout out to um, the Raptors organization in general. They've done a phenomenal job. Um, the players have done a phenomenal job just, you know, competing and trying to be the best they can be on on the field and off the field and so a lot of shout out to the coaches bringing a lot of new guys in and having the patience to work with us and progress with us along the way so a huge thank you to them as well perfect thanks nolan thanks so much for your time man it's a pleasure getting to know you a little bit wishing you the best of luck this season yeah thank you hopefully we can uh, do this again all right i hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with american raptors scrum half nolan saracini no, I certainly did. Thank you, Nolan, for taking some time on his off day. Come chat with me for a little bit. Uh, I always appreciate it when guests, you know, I say it every week, guests make the show. I always appreciate it when they take time to come chat with me. So thank you, Nolan. Now we'll go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show. It's the first one we've done in the month of September, I think. I've been nice giving everybody the weekend off uh, of some homework, but let's get back into it now. The piece I picked this week is called Rugby World Cup Winner Steve Thompson to Donate Brain for Research. Uh, the former England hooker has been diagnosed with dementia at age 42, which is obviously very concerning. Um, and he wants to donate his brain for research for CTE purposes, obviously. Uh, and this, I thought this was an interesting piece. I've just seen a lot of stuff circulating around, you know, World Rugby announcing some changes, I think on Wednesday or Tuesday, that now limits the amount of full contact training to 15 minutes per week. Um, and then this is an effort to, you know, lower injuries, make it safer for people. But this is not something you hear about a lot. I feel like in rugby, this is more of a NFL thing that's really kind of been hot in the streets has come to light in the last couple of years is the CTE problem and uh, all the research and, and lawsuits and all this stuff going into CTE research. And this is not something you really hear in rugby, right? Because, you know, even football has adopted the rugby style tackling supposed to be safer and I think it is safer I'd be interested to see you know what CTE levels look like in a rugby player compared to a guy that's played football their entire life because I'd venture to guess that it is probably safer just in the technique and the fact that you're really not throwing your body around like a football player everything is kind of with a purpose uh, as kind of Nolan talked about in our interview there's a rhyme and reason for everything right there's there's rules and they're in place for a reason um, but this is an interesting piece, I thought. So kind of, if you if you read this and you're interested in it, you can go down an entire wormhole, um, kind of leading into the, this world rugby decision to put limits, 15 minutes per week limits on full contract training sessions, uh, which really is not that much when you think about it. But I know stuff like this exists in other sports as well. Like even in football, I think you're only allowed 30 or so minutes of full contact a week. Everything else is with a bag. World, world rugby talks about. Uh, even limiting that stuff too, like you can't you can't just be bashed into a bag the whole time either. So a lot of new changes coming. It's all in an effort to make the game safer. And I feel like sports just in general are becoming safer. And that comes with guys like Steve Thompson who are donating their brains and seeing what is happening to them and uh, all this stuff. That it, you know, as as we learn more, we can make it the proper adjustments and it makes the game safer. And 
Um, that's what it needs to be, obviously, right? It needs to be safe so people can enjoy it and not pay for it when they're 42 and already have dementia because that's not it's not good stuff right there. So as always, I'll link the article uh, in the article that houses this podcast. That always trips me up. My brain always short circuits right there. Uh, so I'll link the article in the article that houses this podcast. So if you're interested, check it out. You scroll down the article or you can scroll down just in the description of whatever podcast app you lose to listen to this show. You check that out and dive into it if you're interested in that. So go ahead and close the show with the loop. Keep up with us on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Check out all of our work on the DMVR.com. It's free. Even more reason to check it out, right? See if you like it. If you do, you can pay for a subscription. Check out all the team coverage we've got of all the local teams around here. Well, other than that, that's my show this week. Hopefully everybody had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the matches this weekend, and I'll catch you all back here next week.